0: at loveisrael.org. That's one word loveisrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson.
1: God was at work 2,000 years ago in bringing about supernaturally the conception of John the Baptist, and then, as we know, through a virgin birth, we see how Messiah entered into this world to bring about salvation. And when we look at the scripture concerning the birth of these two men, we see something. We see that prophecy surrounds their birth. And why is that? Well, when we look at prophecy in the Old Testament, and for that matter, prophecy in the New Testament, we see that there is something that is dominant. And what is that? Repentance. Whenever there is prophecy, there is always The call to repentance and let me say something to you at this time and that is as I listen to many Bible teachers I see that there is a hesitancy to speak of repentance in fact many of the most popular Bible teachers do not speak about repentance for some reason and when you rip out repentance from the gospel message You no longer have a saving gospel remember what John the Baptist said he spoke to some of the leaders of Jerusalem who were coming out to his baptism and he spoke harshly to them and he said bear fruit worthy of repentance now many people are simply confused about what repentance is Remember, we just mentioned about the fruit of repentance. That's the outcome, having repented properly. Repentance, foundationally, is a change of one's mind. How? To agree with the word of God. So when someone repents, they agree with God, they accept God's standards, God's laws, God's instructions, and they put their will aside again they agree with God and it's only after that repentance agreeing with God accepting his word then and only then are you able to bear fruit worthy of repentance see repentance involves a change in the mind we can say it a different way a change in one's heart in the scripture there's a relationship between the heart and the mind what does the Bible say as a man thinketh in his heart so we change our heart we agree with God and the outcome of that is going to be fruit that is deeds behavior which is in line with the agreement of God what God says is a proper way to live first you repent you receive that gospel you become a new creation And then only after becoming that new creation by faith through the grace of God, then and only then are you going to bear fruit worthy of repentance. Well, take out your Bible and look with me to the book of Luke and verse 67. The book of Luke, chapter 1 and verse 67. Here we're going to see that that Zahariah, That is the father of John the Baptist that he is going to speak and he is going to speak prophetically look with me to that verse verse 67 and Zaharia his father what happened he was full of the Holy Spirit and he prophesied saying now do you see something that relationship between the Holy Spirit and prophecy there's a reason why we see both prophecy and the holy spirit mentioned in this verse one of the purposes of the holy spirit is to bring god's order into a believer's life so realize this if you're not interested in god's order for your life we can say it a different way if you're not interested in god's purposes then the anointing of the holy spirit Is not going to be upon you if you are a believer you are going to be grieving and quenching the holy spirit but for a faithful believer that desires god's order in their life what's going to happen they're going to receive the anointing that empowerment that provision of god in order that they can do what is pleasing to god let me say that in another way that they glorify God with not just their words, but also with their actions. And one that was very pleasing to God is John the Baptist. We'll talk more about him in the weeks to come. But Zachariah, his father, being filled with the Holy Spirit, he prophesied saying, again, we see how the Holy Spirit leads us to prophetic truth. There's an agreement with the Holy Spirit and the purpose of prophecy to bring about a change where that person reflects God's order. Verse 68, this is what Zachariah said. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. Now Israel is a kingdom word. And the fact that it mentions the blessed God, who is, and notice what he says, blessed is the Lord, the God of Israel. This tells us that term Israel brings a kingdom context to this passage. And we know that the kingdom is foundational, both in the work of John. What did John say? He says, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand messiah when he began his ministry he said the same thing repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand so it's through prophetic truth that we understand kingdom purpose and how not only to enter into the kingdom but how to behave according to kingdom truth and this age at this time while we are here in this body in this world so again verse 68 blessed be the lord the god of israel and notice this next word this is a word it's greek but it's similar in meaning to a word we find in hebrew which means that god has visited and that term to visit has to do with god getting involved in his people's lives to bring about a change now sometimes this word is used for punishment other times it's used as in this case for redemption God bringing about a wonderful change when it's punishment it has the same purpose to bring about a change a repentant change but notice what it says he has visited and he has made redemption for his people very important some will simply say he has redeemed his people doesn't say that the words are very important he has made redemption for his people what's the difference there's an emphasis this term puts it in the emphatic which emphasizes that god has made redemption not just that the people were redeemed but they were redeemed by god's visiting them and how is he going to visit them in the person of his only begotten son messiah yeshua so once more he has made redemption for his people verse 69 and he raised and this means to raise up the horn of our salvation in the house of david His servant now all of this is prophetic we know from the house of david there's going to be one the son of david that's a term meaning the messiah that is going to raise up and this one is going to bring salvation now we have the term horn of salvation i would encourage you to do a study of this term the horn of salvation it's a messianic term it speaks about power it speaks about authority it speaks about one who is going to do the work of salvation and that horn of salvation speaks of his exaltation that he is going to be glorified that he is going to be well pleasing to god so once more speaks about the horn of salvation for us in the house of david his servant verse 70. just as and here again all of this is the fulfillment of prophecy that's what god's doing and that's what god is always doing he's moving in accordance with his word and that's why it's so important that you and i value his word and when we look at this verse once more verse verse 70 just as he has spoken through the mouth of his holy prophets of old. Now, when he says of old, realize, when this is happening, we're talking about an event 2,000 years ago. And when he speaks about his holy prophets of old, he's talking about something 500 years or more before this and what we find is that there's a uniqueness in that time God is moving in a unique way to fulfill his prophetic promises concerning and we've seen two things we've seen that he has made salvation and also the horn of salvation and that term salvation is also related to what we've already spoken of When it says that he has made redemption there is that inherent relationship between redemption and salvation it is redemption and that involves a payment a payment of of blood through life giving of a life the shedding of blood and only by means of the shedding of blood is there redemption and the outcome of that work of redemption that payment of redemption is indeed salvation and salvation involves victory and more precisely a kingdom victory and we need to understand that in two ways kingdom victory i will enter into the kingdom but not just that i will also behave in this body at this time in this present age according to kingdom truth so all too often what happens is this when we think of the gospel we only think about entering into the kingdom of god when we die going into heaven that's true that's wonderful but the gospel is more than that the gospel has power for today that we might live according to kingdom truth and that's how we do two things we have a powerful testimony and we we glorify god not just in word that's important to do but also in deed verse 71 salvation from our enemies now that's another benefit when you experience redemption and there's only one redeemer messiah yeshua jesus christ it is only when you experience his redemption because he made that payment when he shed his blood upon that tree he did so on passover the festival of redemption All of this is not happening by by coincidence, but it's happening based upon the providence of God. So salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all the ones who are hating us. Now, if you look at the Jewish people throughout history, there's something that can easily be agreed upon. The Jewish people, Have suffered greatly and we see so frequently there's no basis for it meaning this there hasn't been some act some conflict something that was done by Jewish people to non-Jewish people that that forms a legitimacy of that if you just go back 80 years to Europe we see that the Jewish people were a great blessing in places like Germany They contributed to society. They were part of society. They valued that society. They wanted to contribute in many different ways. But what happens? We know the rest of the story. Simply because, and hear this, simply because they were of Jewish descent, what happened? Persecution. They they had their possessions taken away. They were rounded up many were were put to death others were sent to to death camps where many died there and we see that was not an exception there had been many what's called pogroms many times prior to world war ii and the holocaust there were rising up against the jewish people study the history of europe many times and this goes back to the medieval period and even before There was Jewish people living there and then suddenly, without any reason, without any cause, simply anti-Semitism, and what happens? They were were forced out of society, having to leave that city, couldn't hold certain jobs, and the list of persecution and, and, and hatred goes on and on. Well, redemption for the Jewish people is going to bring a change to that situation. And that's what he's speaking about here salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all those who hate us look now to verse 72. now there's something that is consistent about god god is a blessed god he is a gracious god he is a giving god but notice what it says and we'll see a few examples of this verse 72 it says to make mercy God is a merciful God and that is a great source of comfort you can be in any situation and if you humble yourself and you turn to God sincerely and you seek his mercy through faith in Messiah Yeshua by name whether that is in your language Jesus or Jesus or however you say the term Jesus in Hebrew Yeshua if you turn to him sincerely by that name God will be merciful that's what it says here verse 72 to make mercy with our fathers and to remember his holy covenant now that tells us and i believe that holy covenant is referring to the new covenant why when you look at Jeremiah 31 where that new covenant is mentioned it is a covenant of forgiveness it is a covenant based upon the mercy of God and there is a very close relationship between the Abrahamic covenant a covenant of blessing which is also rooted in mercy because the seed of Abraham in one sense is Messiah he's the one that's come into the world in order to release to make available to offer that invitation of the mercy of god to all all every tribe every language every people every nation god is willing to extend to them without cost, mercy so god is the one look again that makes mercy and it says with our fathers and to remind, to remind of his holy covenant, verse 73. Now, it is a covenant of forgiveness. Can we trust that? Is God truly going to be merciful? Well, notice what he says in the next verse, verse 73. The oath which he swore to Abraham, our father. So God, in regard to this covenant, and as I said, there is an inherent relationship between the Abrahamic covenant and the new covenant in Jeremiah. The foundation of both is indeed Messiah Yeshua. He is, as Paul says in Galatians 3.16, the seed of Abraham. Now, in one sense, also is Israel, and not just Israel, all believers, Jew and Gentile they are also part of the seed of abraham but there is the seed of abraham messiah and the seed of abraham all those who are part of god's kingdom people we can say it this way the congregation of the redeemed that's who god has taken that oath towards those people that he has sworn look again the oath which he swore to abraham our father and he set them how did he set them well keep reading next verse next word in that next verse verse 74 is the word without fear now what's he speaking about here without fear means you can have assurance you can have confidence so important when we look at the gospel we can have confidence that if we receive it all those promises what type of promises covenantal promises are going to be realized god does not lie he has taken an oath and he is going to keep every one of those promises that he made abraham that we can take hold of in the same way that abraham did by faith so he says without fear from the hand of our enemies why why don't we have to fear our enemies he says delivering delivering us for what purpose to serve him so here's a very important truth you need to affirm that God has and this word deliver also we could translate it he has rescued me from the hands of my enemies make it very personal first person singular he has rescued me from the hands of my enemies why so that i can serve him so ask yourself a question if you've received the gospel and my hope is that you have are you serving him that's the order that god wants to bring into your life that your life reflects one who has been delivered from the enemy in order that we might serve him we see that going all the way back to the Exodus they were servants of Pharaoh God set them free he brought them out of Egypt he destroyed the enemy destroyed Pharaoh and his people his soldiers in the Yamsuf, the Red Sea in order that they might be free and that Liberty is to serve him verse 75. now that change when we receive mercy and the grace of God it brings about a wonderful change he says in verse 75 in holiness and righteousness before him that's how we live that's how we serve him in holiness and righteousness before him he says all the days of our lives and that begins today you may not be serving him yesterday right now that all can change with the power of redemption comes the power to change salvation is living no longer for your desires but for the desires of god so to serve him every day of our life and you and in verse 76 we see a change now this prophecy is going to be made it's been about israel his people and understand if you're not jewish this promise is also extended to you as I said all nations, all peoples, all tribes, all languages. It's available to you. It is a broad invitation but very specific. It's only through the gospel that you can receive mercy, that you can find deliverance that rescue through redemption by faith in that one Messiah sure. In verse 76, it's going to focus on John the Baptist. What does it say about him? His father is the one who's prophesying he says and you son and this word son can also relate to to a child who is uh, a servant one who honors his father and you child a prophet being called a prophet of the Most High and notice what it says for you sh- will go before the face can mean the presence the presence of the Lord why to prepare his ways that's the call of John the Baptist to prepare the ways of Messiah Yeshua who is indeed the Lord verse 77 and to give knowledge of salvation to his people and that knowledge of salvation notice what salvation is linked to the forgiveness of their sins That knowledge of salvation which focuses first and foremost on the forgiveness of sins verse 78 again that mercy that compassion of God where it says through the compassionate mercy of our God in which he what does he do he looks he takes notice he visits visits us who does well now we have that 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 going up. Now, it's usually in regard to the sun going up, S-U-N, but here there's a play on words and it's speaking about this one who's going to rise up and it's the one who's going to rise up as the horn of salvation, the redeemer, the Messiah, the son of David, the king. This is who we're speaking about rising up and it says he does so in the most highest way verse 79 this one is going to do what shine upon those those who are in darkness and in the shadow of death they're seated he's going to shine light and those that that uh, are in that situation he's going to bring a change what type of change he is going to straighten our feet in the way of peace what does it mean the way of peace he's speaking about here peace as related to the will of god the fulfillment of that will he is going to guide us straighten us he has visited us to bring that change whereby we walk in the right way his way according to his will and his purposes last verse and that son what son this child meaning john the baptist he he grew and he became strong or mighty in the spirit and he was in the deserts in that wilderness areas until the day until the day of his manifestation to who to israel and let me just point out that word for manifestation is only found one time in this form and this construction here It speaks about the uniqueness of John the Baptist, that he was conceived miraculously from a woman who was barren in order that he might go before the only Lord and Savior, Messiah Yeshua, that he might prepare the way, and he did so where he was in the desert. Great significance in that. We'll talk about that next week. Until then, shalom from Israel.
0: (music)